It's a warm welcome to you, the listener and the viewer out there. This is another exciting edition of the Professional Plumber Podcast, and it's a technical podcast for that matter. Now, my name is Willem Klopper, I'll be your host, but for the technical podcast, I never roll alone. I always go together with my partner in crime, Mr. Richard Bailey. Richard, a warm welcome to you as well. Yeah, thanks very much, Willem. Thanks for, <laughs> for hosting us again, or hosting me again. It's always a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's always a pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. Richard, again, this morning, a technical discussion. Today, we are specifically looking at using the correct materials for underground drainage. And I think that there's, yeah. there's a lot that can be said about it. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a huge amount. I mean, the, the, you know, often these podcasts, uh, subject matter of the podcasts that we do seem to be uh, sort of ho-hum, you know, well, what on earth does that, why bother talking about this sort of thing? But it's amazing how often you come across out in the field, if you go and do audits and so on, like I do, like a lot of us do, how often you come across simple mistakes and, 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 and small mistakes have, have, have unintended quite large consequences. Mm. And uh, so I thought it important to, to touch on the importance of using uh, materials in, in this case, underground sewage and waste, well, sewage systems that are, that are, that are designed for that purpose, you know, and, and, and what can go wrong if you don't, if you don't do it, if, or if you change tech or use something else or, or try and MacGyver something, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> MacGyver, I like that word. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Richard, before we go we, into... Uh, we, we've seen many MacGyvers, don't you worry. There are MacGyvers out there. I'm sure as, as, a, as an auditor, you come across a lot of things that, that guys yeah, yeah. made plans that are not quite compliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard, before we go into the details of the conversation, uh, let's just cross over to some ads. Uh, let's take a quick ad break. To our viewers and our listeners out there, don't go away. We'll be right back after these ad breaks. As a happy new year and welcome back gesture, Articulated offers a heat pump installation course with a whopping 10% discount. Consisting of seven modules, this course provides knowledge about the types of heat pumps available, the economic benefits of heat pumps, and a basic overview of the SANS 1352 National Standard. To expand your knowledge about heat pumps and for a chance to earn yourself 5 CPD points, register for this online course at www.iopsatraining.co.za today. Are you having questions about the Plumbing Industry Registration Board and the Plumbing Industry in South Africa? Well, then join us on the couch and in conversation with the industry experts to answer all your lingering questions about the plumbing industry. The PIRB remains committed to ensuring open and consistent communication within the plumbing industry. So, be part of the conversation. Send us your questions on email at communications at prrb.co.za or on WhatsApp on 079-833-6930. Become a part of the conversation today. Hashtag on the couch. Hashtag PIRB. Welcome back. You are still tuned into a lacquer technical discussion here on the Professional Plumber Podcast with myself and Mr. Richard Bailey. 
Now, just before we went into the ad break, uh, Richard and I did mention that today we're specifically talking about uh, using the correct materials for underground drainage. Richard, are, are we're talking specifically underground, is that correct? Yeah, I, I, I thought it, yes. Uh, look, I think there's enough uh, meat on this subject, so to speak, to, um, to split it. And we, we'll definitely have a follow-up uh, podcast doing uh, above ground. And, and because there are specific performance requirements and they differ slightly from above to below. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's, we will cover above ground in a different one. You, you must be careful when you use the word, there's enough meat around this subject right because we are talking about drainage and serious yeah. pipes <laughs> yeah no listen <laughs> yeah so richard okay why i mean thinking about materials and the type of materials to use for for underground drainage why is it why is it an important thing what i mean why can't you just use any material for that matter what, so, what is so important about it yeah, so when we talk about materials, William, we, we, you must just remember that we, we, we don't talking about denim versus cotton versus nylon. It's not that sort of material. It is, it is yes, one can uh, uh, talk about you know, PVC and the different types of uh, materials used to manufacture fittings. But when we use the generic term materials, we're talking about the types of fittings, the types of pipes, and they are very different um, uh, designs. Well, there are very different conditions that 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 uh, that a set of pipes and fittings experiences when it's buried underground versus when it's uh, above the ground. So, when you select incorrect materials to 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 use, in this case below ground, it has a it can have and it will have an effect on the performance of the system. The, the system will not perform as it is supposed to, and it will have an effect on the longevity of the system. Mm. So it probably won't last as long. And there are various reasons for that. You know, the, a drainage system, especially, uh, uh, well, any drainage system and any plumbing system for that matter, but it ha has so many points of failure, so many points of potential problems that, 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 that you just need to take every care to be sure that, uh, you know, you've, you've covered all the bases. Why take the chance of um, potentially creating a, a problem? And of course, we're talking about infrastructure that is vital. I know we <clears throat> most of the installations that will happen uh, uh, by uh, the, the, the plumbers and the people that we talk to through these podcasts are probably domestic installations. It's vital in a domestic situation. But I mean, think of the bigger picture in terms of sanitation installations, it's vital. You you should not be messing around with it. Um, and the fact that it's underground in this particular case is it's unseen. Mm. One doesn't see it. So problems that arise tend to be there for months, if not years, before they picked up mm. uh, through, uh, through different symptoms. Uh, so you, you, you have to wait for a symptom that one that you experience in your property before you say, hey, there's a problem here. So <laughs> but by the time that you spot that symptom, um, it's it's almost too late already because damage is already done. Exactly. Exactly. So so it has it has huge knock on effects. <laughs> Richard. OK, so the 
we know now why it's important to, to choose the correct materials. I mean, uh, the, the, the performance can be affected if you choose the incorrect materials, uh, the long, long, uh, long longevity, how do you pronounce that word? Longevity. Long, longevity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can be that can be affected um, if you know if you could use the incorrect words. There are a couple of risks associated with using the incorrect materials for underground drainage. How do we go about in choosing the correct materials? Willem, um, there's a well, there's a few things. First of all, whatever materials you use in a plumbing system, or whatever materials you choose to install. They need to be of an approved type. This is the this, this is the description that that the, the wording that sits in the standards um, that this, the materials, the fittings, pipes, etc. That we use must be approved mm. fittings, approved pipes, approved couplings, whatever it is. So, what does approved mean? It means that it has been tested to and has met the criteria contained within the specific product standard for that material. In other words, a, an underground pipe that is uh, designed to um, be buried at a certain depth or with, you know, up to a, whatever the case may be, it will have been tested to a, a, a South African national standard. It will be deemed uh, acceptable and it will be stamped, let's say, for example, with the SABS mark of approval. So it's Look for an SABS listing when you when you when you're choosing materials. If it's if you could you could look at uh, SA Watermark, you could look at Jaswick, and as long as it's on there, you know that it's an approved type. All else fails, you can contact your local authority to make sure that in your area that this particular material is acceptable. That's the that's the compliant uh, the the compliancy of the material selected. But the suitability of the material is the next thing. So you need to determine what the intended function is of this thing that you're installing. What is the intended function? I'm installing it underground. Am I using an above ground fitting underground? Why is there a difference between an above ground fitting and an underground fitting? And why are there certain? So you, you've got to determine what you're trying to achieve and select the correct fittings. That you cannot do without looking at, for example, the installation standards for, for drainage, 10252 stroke 2. And if you if you look at that, there are very many uh, criteria, things that, that you need to take note of. There's this, there's this, there's this um, radius of bends, there's uh, 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 restrictions with uh, in terms of um connections how close they are together etc i'm not going to get into details but there's so many rules and regulations surrounding that so you have to choose a suitable type of system and fitting that that you're going to use for underground you can't chop and change from above ground to to below ground and then of course lastly consult the manufacturer's recommendations if the manufacturer because they have to manufacture according to standards and they according to certain tests and if and if you use a product outside of 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 its intended use or, or of its intended um yeah well use you're going to forego your 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 warranty you're going to be left in in hot water etc uh, at the end of it if if something does go wrong so so make sure it's a proof product 
make sure it's the right type of product that you've chosen the the, the type properly and make sure that you're following manufacturers um, recommendations i i want to shoot a question from the hip here richard um it it you said that we should look at the intended use of it and then we should look for uh marks of approval on it right so whether it's jazz mm -hmm. week uh, sa watermark or sabs approved materials mm -hmm. um so we know what we're going to use it for and we know that it's approved it's been tested for for whatever we're going to use it for but surely in the standards there there should be uh, specifications of what can and what cannot be used for specific installations a hundred percent that, that exactly that I did allude to that and because you need to uh, within your installation standard you need to know what what is allowed and what is not allowed mm -hmm. it's all very good and well using a, a whole bunch of underground fittings that are in front of you but you use them in the incorrect manner in the incorrect configuration mm -hmm. it's not going to work so so it's a whole uh, bunch of things that come and, and mesh together uh, William if you can look at it like that you you you've selected the correct type of fitting you've selected uh, the uh, an approved one and you are installing it in an approved way and according to the standards and that's the only way to ensure uh, unfortunately there's no shortcuts mm. you you can't you can't just take one of those elements away and, and say oh it's okay just the, there is no shortcuts unfortunately the very very bare minimum that that is to be expected from an installer is is a hundred percent compliance. It's as simple as that. Uh, there, there's no, there's no two ways. It's you can't, you can't skimp on on this stuff. Mm. As a layperson, I also want to ask Richard. Um, the plumbers may may know the answer to this, but from my personal perspective, I want to just ask you quickly: Is there such a big variety of materials to choose from? I mean, obviously, we're looking at diameters and those kind of things. So it's not we're not talking about size. We're talking about the material, the actual material, is there such a big variety to choose from, or are they fairly limited? Yeah, no, no, there is, there is, and and a lot of it is 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 substandard. Mm. Um, um, I mean, for example, you know, uh, for for underground, I'll I'll give you a, just a off the top of my head an example. For, for underground systems, one would need to be able to rod these 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 piping systems, and the requirements in the standards is that they are to be rodable. That means good old-fashioned steel drain rods. I know, and we all know that there's modern equipment available, such as jetting machines and those um, spring snakes. We call them drain snakes that can get around corners that drain rods cannot. Nonetheless. The requirements in the standards is that everything must be rodable. Not everybody's got access to a, a drain snake or to a jetting machine. For sure. Therefore, for sure. it needs to be rodable. So, so the radius of bends, for example, is is a thing. The strength, the material, the the, the mechanical strength of of a bend or a change of direction is a thing. Because if you've got a steel drain rod going in there and wanting to go around that bend, and it cannot handle that steel drain rod, it's going to break through. Absolutely. So, so there's 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 a hundred examples that I can give you. I, I know I know you won't know what I'm talking about specifically now, but I'm going to give you another example which we came across quite recently. I came across it, and and the the plumbers will know what I'm about to say. I saw a a, a sewer line from a new bathroom being connected to an existing sewer line 
underground, buried by means of a jolly flex. Now, a jolly flex, <laughs> at the best of times, should not be used, um, even in its intended space. Uh, but this 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 was underground, and 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 um, I'm not going to elaborate because there isn't time. But those listening to this will know exactly what I'm talking about. And the 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 frequency that we find. Uh, this kind of mistake happening is is often, mm. and using above ground fittings underground is also a problem because of the radius of the bends, and uh, it, it doesn't it's not designed to work like that. Richard, I think there's a lot more meat to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, but before we get to that meat, let's just uh, cross over to another quick ad break for our viewers and our listeners out there. Do stay tuned because we'll be right back after this. Good day. How can I help you? Hi. I'm here to log in my COCs, but I seem to be having an issue with my computer. No problem. But did you know that you can log your COCs using an app on your cell phone? Oh, what app is that? It's called the App Plumber. Do you have a smartphone with you? Yes, I do. Oh well, let me show you how it works. Not only can you access your PRB profile on the App Plumber, but you can also earn CPD points while exploring the plumbing industry in the palm of your hand. Download the app from Google Play Store and join thousands of other happy users. Welcome back. You are still tuned into a lack of technical discussion here on the Professional Plumber Podcast with me and Richard Bailey. Now, today's episode, we are sp talking about specifically choosing and using the correct materials for underground uh, drainage. And before we went into uh, the ad break, we discussed um, uh, that why it is important to use the correct materials. And we spoke about how to, to go about what to consider when we have to choose the correct materials. So Richard, now I want to, to ask you, let's, we spoke about already why it's important to, to and you, uh, we spoke about why it is important to choose the correct materials for underground plumbing, but you also alluded to a couple of risks that are associated with not uh, using the correct materials. Is it, could you possibly elaborate a little bit more on those? What could go wrong? What, what risks are associated with using the incorrect material for underground? Uh, especially that, what is, what is it that, uh, uh, what is it, the jelly? Jo jolly flakes. Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, and it's not, it's not, listen, it's not uncommon. We laugh, we laugh about it. It's, it's not uncommon. You won't believe what we, what we find. Uh, you'll find um, um, literally uh, um, plastic, thick plastic, sheeting or, or pieces of uh, an old bucket uh, tied around a pipe with some wire. We, we find it, Willem. So, okay, so we're not going to go into that. Uh, there the, the literally are a thousand, a thousand uh, examples I can give you. But, but let's, let's take a few steps back and let's just think about what, what, what is the function of an underground system? an underground sewage system. We've already touched on the fact that it is vital infra infrastructure. We're talking about people's health here. Yeah. Um, uh, um, people die from lack of uh, sanitation. And, and that's the cold fact of it. So we have to take step up as a, and take responsibility. So 
an underground system by its very nature can only be accessed through specially designed and specially installed access points mm. because it's underground it's not accessible so we have to as installers provide these access points and our access to this thing is limited obviously so the rest of the installation between these access points needs to be of a certain uh, design in order to allow for proper cleaning proper inspection and certainly proper function yeah you know proper drainage and yeah. and, and therefore so because it can't be as easily inspected and and monitored as an above ground visible uh, thing so it's it's hidden and you and you've got to make sure that it's that it's um you know uh, functioning properly we spoke about the radius of fittings radii of fittings now again in a vertical sort of a above ground stack situation you've got different flow dynamics than you do in an underground system where you've got branch drains joining into main drains the flow dynamics are completely different the fittings look different the fittings generally speaking underground have much larger radius than above ground fittings because they once again they need to some of them need to accommodate uh, drain rods mm. others don't others we, we don't expect them to accommodate drain rods and there are other ways we get around that but 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 you cannot interchange these things okay pipes if you want to talk about pipes they've been designed to be able to withstand the expected loads and pressures this ties in again and i think we'll do a podcast on it on in pipe bedding how to bed pipes how what the requirements are around how to properly bed pipes in the ground uh, and make sure that they are safe for the expected loads but these pipes have been designed for that and believe it or not Philip, the underground pipes are are not as robust as the above ground pipes because the underground pipes have actually been designed with 360 degree continuous support in mind so it it is being held in place if you bed it properly by by like a million brackets okay <laughs> whereas the above ground piping is only held in place by intermittent brackets so so you'd think that the underground is stronger but it's not the converse is true nonetheless it's been designed to 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 stand so what are the problems that one can experience when you get it wrong or you you choose the incorrect uh, fittings or you choose the incorrect piping well difficulty in access you you can't get to sections of pipe in order to to maintain it or clean it or inspect it for that matter mm. uh, if if you've got a 90 degree bend which is situated under i can't get around there with a with a with a rod uh, you can't and uh, and uh, so that's immediately a problem um pipes collapsing again we're not we, we you you can talk about materials of pipes but there are uh, 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 pipes out there that could be mistakenly used for drainage systems that are simply not suited for it they are not approved materials and they're weak or they the incorrect material or they react with the type of soil and and they collapse they break they crack and and so that's obviously a, a, a mechanical issue or a rapid degradation of the piping and of course when that starts to happen you have leaks 
um, and leaks of sewer uh, underground, even though people think, oh, it's underground, it doesn't matter. But I mean, if we if we disregard that and, and we uh, just sort of say, oh, well, it's not such a big deal if a little bit of sewage leaks out and leaches out into the ground. Okay, well, what happens if it's right next to a, an underground water source? Uh -huh. um, and, that, and that water source is, you know, for... You know, for for uh, uh, being used as a as a water source. Mm. You know, so again. so no, it's not acceptable. It is not acceptable. We have to so leakages and that sort of thing is not acceptable. And then of course blockages and stagnation. If you don't get uh, the the so your falls right, if you don't put it in properly, you'll have possible blockages and or stagnation. Stagnation is. Is, is similar to a blockage, but it can be undetectable for many, many years. And what happens is because you've got stagnant water in a belly, um, it, it it starts to, there's a there's a, a formation of, of uh, unpuxel, where that's the Afrikaans word. I'm just trying to think of the English word. <laughs> but, but there's a, but there's a, a it, it's an accumulation of material which, which happens and it can really uh, disrupt your, your work. And but that's that's the sort of thing that can go wrong. Corrosion. I mean, if you use a, a, a material, a metallic sort of pipe uh, underground, um, it's going to corrode. You know, so the materials and the fittings have, has to be chosen properly. But we, we can also say, all right, so that's some of the risks associated with not um, and, and those are quite severe. I mean, you're talking about a pipe, a drainage, a sanitation pipe leaking underground and maybe as, uh, located or situated near or close to, um, you know, an underground water supply system or natural water supply system, which is, you know, it's, we don't want that to go into that water. But there's also the risk of, of the p potential implications that it can have regarding claims against the plumber. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned you, you, you reiterated what I said about a, a, a leakage close to a, a water source, an underground water source. Did you know, Willem, that they, and I'm just going to just div, divulge a little bit. Did you know that there is a, a, a requirement as to the proximity with which you're allowed to put a water pipe to a, to a sewer pipe? There's a, there's, you can't just put them next to one another. So your water pipe has to be above your sewer, okay? And, and if it's level, it's got to be a certain distance away. So there's every single day uh, there is a burst pipe somewhere, a main supply in the municipality, a water supply burst pipe in the municipality distribution system somewhere. Maybe 12, 10 a day in the country or 100 a day, I don't know. But what happens then is that your... your, your, your um, your water pipes can experience a negative pressure. So if you have a slight leak in your water pipe, you can have it sucking whatever is around it. And if it's below a sewage pipe, and that sewage pipe is leaking, well, now it's sucking in sewage, raw sewage, into your drinking water. So we might look at these regulations and say, oh, what are the chances? What are the chances I've got a water leak and a sewage leak? It's possible. Mm. The regulations are there and we cannot flout them. So, yeah, you know, if you are seen, if, if, if something comes to a head and let's say you get to court and you've got to defend yourself, 
you 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 then show uh you can't show that you've chosen the correct materials because it, were, it wasn't SABS approved because it was from your local hardware and much cheaper than the SAB approved, SABS approved ones. You got no leg to stand on. Mm. Or that you installed it incorrectly and as a result of your uh, incorrect installation, the pipe collapsed, it caused a leak, it caused a hazard and somebody got sick or whatever the case may be. So, yes, there are big implications. And if you don't if you haven't complied with the requirements in choosing your materials in choosing your um, methodology and in your installation, you've got no leg to stand on. The only way you can defend yourself in a situation like that is to show categorically that you've uh, complied with this, 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 and then you're okay. Mm. So it, it might sound like, oh, you, I've been a plumber for 30 three years, I've been on site, I've, I've, it's been Friday afternoon, where I just need to finish this three meter section, I'm, I'm in a trench, and I don't have a fitting. What do I do? Do I MacGyver and close up and, and nobody knows? Or do I say, I haven't got this fitting, and my conscience, my, my conscience must dictate that, sorry guys, we can't close this trench today, because the hardware shop is closed or the, whatever the case may be. Mm. You've got to make that decision. We've all been, I've been there. So this is what happens. And it's the reality of the thing. Mm. But, you know, you will, you will decide for yourself. <laughs> the fact is that, you know what, we, we, have to, we have to take accountability for what we do and the decisions we make. Um, you know, there are requirements from the standards and, and they are there for a specific reason. I reiterate myself in every episode that we have is that yeah. requirements are there to ensure <coughs> optimal functionality of the installation as well as health and safety of everyone involved or affected by the product and the installation. Richard, I think that is a, is a, is a nice way to conclude it is to just remind the guys to take pride in what they do and to take accountability for what they do. Um, you know, it's that, it's that one decision on that last moment of that Friday afternoon that you decide, yeah, you know what, I'm not gonna rush to a, a store now to go and buy this bend, let me just put another bend in. And that thing then eventually is not suitable, it, it, it doesn't function properly or causes a leak for that matter and somebody's health is affected by it, you know, the consumer's yeah. health. So yeah, Richard, we've run out of time for this specific episode, and I, I think you know we could have delved a little bit more into it, but we we have run out of time. So I want to thank you for having joined me, and again for the information, the valuable information that you share with us. It's only a pleasure, William, as always, and uh, yeah, we we'll look forward to these to these podcasts. Eh? Absolutely, absolutely, I learn from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you now know what a jolly flex is. Sir. I know. <laughs> I still can't believe that people put that underground. It's ridiculous. Listen, Richard, I'm going to say goodbye to you, but to our listeners and our viewers, um, I want them to, to I want to encourage them to stay. Uh, we are going to bring them some industry announcements right after this. We'll see you now. This year, the PIRB is introducing a CPD rewards program in which plumbers are rewarded for their hard work and for staying up to date with their CPD points. The more CPD points the plumbers earn, the better their rewards. With this program, 
plumbers will be able to receive discounts on certain items like COCs, renewal fees and other products depending on their continuous professional development points. But there's more. Plumbing stakeholders can collaborate with the PIRB to encourage plumbers to develop themselves. Please contact communication at pirb.co.za to find out how you can be involved. The PIRB is committed to ensuring open communication within the plumbing industry. If you need any clarity on plumbing information, please send us your questions via email to communications at pirb.co.za or via WhatsApp to 079-833-6930. Watch the latest episode to see the responses to some of your burning questions.